This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Are you still there? To delete your message, press 7. To save it in the All right, everybody, welcome back to an emergency pod episode of the Battle for LA podcast, part of the Clutch Points Network. Uh, I'm here with Ryan Ward, our Lakers reporter. Uh, and as you guys know, I'm your LA Clippers reporter, Tomer Zarli. And we're here to discuss the signing the Lakers have made. They've decided on who their replacement will be for Boogie Cousins. Hell has frozen over, people. Frozen the Lakers are- over. 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 The Lakers are signing Dwight Howard. Uh, once he agrees to a buyout and finalizes a buyout with the Memphis Grizzlies, um, he'll be signing a non-guaranteed deal uh, for $10, and- a pack of chips, and a Coke. <laughs> that might be more, actually. <laughs> um, apparently, you know, Howard, Howard met with the Lakers and worked out for them the last couple of days, uh, convinced them that he, had, you know, he's, he's much more serious about he's it gone now. to rehab. He's taking care of himself. He's got off the being a bodybuilder, apparently. How many pounds did he lose? Twenty five? He lost he says he lost twenty five pounds. He showed that he's back with healthy. Um yeah, and uh, apparently he's ready to go. And uh, he met with he met with who was it? Who did he meet with? The, what do you mean who did he meet with? He met with Anthony, he met with Anthony Davis, Javale McGee, and Rajon Rondo oh. at the facility on Thursday night, on Thursday afternoon, and they uh, they were convinced that he was ready to return and you know ready to compete for a championship and whatnot. So two guys, here we are, two guys who had a lot to benefit from just having another body at center. Two guys. Yeah, yeah, Javale and AD. Yeah. So, well, there's even a quote I think, or a part of. Uh, what is it, Shams article? Yeah, where he says Anthony Davis' From desire what? to play alongside Shrew Center is real. Hat tip to Ryan Cole for finding this from Bleacher Report. It said for Davis, the desire to play alongside a true center is real. Davis is comfortable playing minutes at center during the playoffs, the league source tells the athletic, but pre- prefers true big next to him over the full regular season. So, like I said, since he benefits from having a guy at center. I don't think Davis cared too much as long as the guy's capable of playing it, so he doesn't have to play center. Uh, this is more of a you know besides the reunion of, of of Dwight and the Lakers, this is a reunion for Ryan Ward and Dwight Howard here. Oh, this is a uh, monumental. Yeah, talk about awkward, man. This is gonna be weird. If he makes the team, uh, it's not guaranteed. He could get cut. If he desperately needs help at center, he's gonna make the team. Dude, you never know. You never, you know, like you could have predicted he'd come back to the Lakers. So you never know, man. Ooh, hey, we, you remember that tweet I sent you a week ago? Yeah, I, I still think that you put this in in the fucking universe. As far as my <laughs> French. 
in case you guys didn't know, I uh, last week I decided to, as soon as DeMarcus Cousins went down in, in, in the Clutch Points office, I decided to uh, create like a little fake tweet and uh, prank Ryan Ward. Fake tweet from Woj. Uh, yeah, prank Dwight, uh, prank Ryan Ryan Ward, showing him that Dwight Howard had agreed to a deal with the Lakers, and I made sure the tweet was from Woj, or I made it look like it was from Woj, and he believed it. He was terrified. He was ready to just blow up, and then he saw that it was fake. Well, little did he know that I was only a week early. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, happened. it happened. It happened. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, I'm not paying attention to any of your fake crap anymore. It could come come true uh, why don't you tell uh, everybody about the uh your fun exchange with dwight a couple of years ago i thought i didn't say this before i interviewed i uh, just, just remind everyone about this i interviewed kareem um who was promoting his book i think um and we had a long interview and <laughs> Cream is not exactly the most uh, energetic guy, <laughs> so it was it was pretty dull until we got to Dwight Howard. When I asked him, because I heard that they worked out together, or like they met, or you know what I mean, he was mentoring him for a bit, um, and I mm-hmm. asked him what that experience was like, and and Kareem basically said that that Dwight wasn't willing to work, like he he wasn't he didn't have the greatest work ethic, and that mentorship didn't last very long after that so i took that quote and i put it in a graphic uh that i put on instagram and i I tagged dwight (laughs) well dwight responded and he he responded pretty pretty pissed off he was like why am i making it sound like that's true and i was like it's i didn't make it sound like it's true i'm just quoting something kareem told me like so why don't you go after kareem instead of me and then he said something like that Cream the Lakers didn't even want Cream talking to Dwight or influencing, or they didn't even want him in the building, something like that. Something crazy. And then I asked Dwight to clarify and and even tried to get him to do an interview with me to clear everything up. You know, if it's such a you know false thing, you know, tell me what's tell me what's false. Tell me why it's false. Tell me the truth. And he just blew me off. So just say me and Dwight are not exactly friends. Well, now Ryan has a chance to get the follow-up interview with Dwight. Hopefully, I might try later this year. If he even, I don't even know if he knows what I look like. I don't know if he even remember my name. Who knows? But uh, he could actually know you in detail, like name, social security, where you <laughs> live. So hey, you never know. Hey, bring it, Dwight. You know where I live. <laughs> um, well, considering the options they had, do you? Do you like the move? No. No, not at all. I mean, it sounds great, right? On paper, like, oh, yeah, you know, like a feel-good story comes back, makes good, you know, plays a role, does everything that he didn't do before, wherever he's been, really. Um, I just don't see it happening, man. I, just, I think Dwight is who he is. And I think uh, I think he's really limited skill set-wise. I mean, he's... Good. He was a great defender, great rebounder, shot blocker, and stuff. But I, I thought Noah was the better choice. Like I said on the previous spot, I said I think Noah's just a better all-around basketball player right now, and I think he plays with a kind of passion that Dwight doesn't have, and I think he's a better locker room guy than Dwight. But obviously, the Lakers didn't think so, at least for the time being. So we'll see. Well, for what it's worth, Dwight Howard.
is 33 years old, and Joakim Noah is 34 and a half years old right now. So Joakim's a little older, but um, yeah, I'd have to agree with you in that Joakim just gives you a lot more versatility uh, offensively, defensively. Uh, I think we mentioned this a couple weeks ago on the pod, but you know, you, you're not going to have a guy like Dwight throwing lobs to AD or you know getting backdoor passes to LeBron. Uh, whereas Joakim Noah will probably do that for you at the high post, from the low post, from the perimeter. He can solid def- solidly defend guys as well. So, um, And he's not going to yeah, be that, thought- that inspirational voice. You know, He's not going to be that guy who's pumping your team up like, like Noah would be. Oh, yeah, Joakim would get into you. Yeah, I just think at this point in their careers, I think Joe, or, or Noah just cross- checks a lot more boxes than Dwight. That's just, just my opinion. I'm sure people will disagree with me. I've actually been – quite surprised how many people are on this Dwight bandwagon all of a sudden now that it's real. Um, it's like everybody hated his guts six months ago. You know, well, I mean, all the way back to when he was here, but whenever his name get mentioned or if he come to Staples, well, he's the worst guy ever. And now all of a sudden, yeah, you know what? You Dwight be perfect. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, get out of here. He was bad then. He's going to be bad now. That's just my opinion. I mean, he was he was coming in as a star and the the big three member there with Powell and Kobe. So maybe maybe now as a as a as a reserve, he'll be better. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping he's being humbled to the point to where he's gonna just be like, okay, I am just gonna do exactly what I'm told at the best of my ability and keep my mouth shut, not be a problem in the locker room. That happens. Maybe they get a steal here. Maybe they get a kind. Well, I'm not gonna say like a. Boogie type because Boogie just does way more things than Dwight, especially shooting. But, yeah, uh, but Boogie's also really, really, really bad defensively. Yeah, but I mean, in the NBA, when people say that these days, it's like, dude, everybody's bad defensively in the NBA. You got a interior defense, though. Interior. You got a handful of guys that 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 you would call really good defenders. Everybody else is mediocre or bad. Well, defensively, would you rather have an uh, a two time block champion, a five time All Defensive? Uh, team member and a three-time defensive player of the year or a guy like DeMarcus Cousins when it comes to defending the interior? Well, yeah, of course. And you put it that way, yeah, you want the guy who's all defense. But so maybe, not- maybe it's what the Lakers need. They had a hole in the middle. AD needs someone to play center with him so he can work at the four. Maybe, maybe it's what they needed. Maybe. Very optimistic of you, Tamer. Very optimistic. I'm going I mean, past him. Uh, I guess it's the yin-yang yin yang over here. <laughs> um, one guy I thought, like, I, I think I mentioned this before, I always thought the Clippers should look at Joakim Noah to see if they could uh, acquire sort of versatile defender. Um, I don't know if they're still looking at him. They, they seem content with, with the team they have now, especially after signing Patrick Patterson. Um, but does this, does this feel like a desperation move for the Lakers? Like, they could have been patient until the season started. Dwight was still on a roster. I wouldn't call it desperation. They're just doing due diligence, really. I think that's even exactly what was said. Somebody quoted that. Um, just think they saw these guys out there and they, they didn't want them gobbled up before, you know, the start of the season coming. And this team has had such problems or so many problems with injuries over the years that it's like, why not get ahead of it? You, you've already lost one big name or one big – part of the team which was supposedly supposed to play a big role this year in cousins but just get ahead of it and get a guy there's no risk non-guarantee it's no risk 
He's fully aware of his situation. If he gets cut tomorrow because he gets in an argument or something, or they just feel like it's not a right fit, then what do you lose? Nothing. Go get Noah. Go get Gortat or Nene or Kenneth Fareed, whoever else. So yeah, that's maybe, they're just, that. maybe they're just hoping that his desperation turns into something really good for them, and maybe it does. I mean, hopefully for the team it does. Hopefully it does. I just don't see it. I just think he's shown his cards way too often. And uh, and it works out the same way every every place he's gone. Is it safe to say Dwight hit rock bottom? Yes. Yes. Think about when he left here, the Lakers wanted to sign him to a lucrative long-term deal, right? They wanted him to be the next face of the franchise right. with Kobe. Like 2012. Of, or 2013, yeah. right? 13. 2013, yeah. yeah. Um, and then he went off, signed with the Rockets. That lasted, what, three years? Something like that? Uh, it was three, and that three and a half years. Yeah, that yeah. ended ugly with the same situation. Him and James Harden not seeing eye to eye. Um, now, where'd he go after that? Where'd he go he after He went to Houston? Atlanta. Signed to do with the Atlanta, Hawks. Atlanta, which was his then got traded. hometown, right? Yeah. It was the hometown thing. I mean, he was solid there. He I mean, wasn't bad. He was okay. Average 13 and 12. Crying. He was crying in his press conference, but he didn't. Everywhere he's gone outside of maybe Houston is he has not improved them at all. Like, they haven't gotten any better. Yeah, they didn't sign cool. Dwight, and then all of a sudden they're a playoff team, or uh, they become a force defensively. Like, Washington did nothing. Memphis did nothing. Uh, Atlanta did nothing. Everywhere after Houston, nothing. Yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte didn't do much either. Charlotte, too. Shit, I forgot Charlotte. He played well, though. He had 16 and 12, but, like, yeah, and he didn't really make them. But did better. nothing. Like, okay, I don't care about numbers if you don't. Be, you know, change the, the outcome for the team. Like, what does that mean? It's just empty numbers. Nobody's going to remember that. Who cares? I look forward to seeing if uh, there will be any complaints about touches this year. There'll be something. I Mark my words right now. There will be something. Something will happen. Whether it's a quote, you know, in the locker room or something that comes out, I, I just – this guy is always surrounded by drama, man. And this is the drama capital of the country. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's like just, it's a time bomb just watching the fuse go down. I think it's important to note that Dwight only played last, played nine games last year with the Washington Wizards before he underwent back surgery. So uh, he averaged 12 and 10 there, but uh, that was all the beginning of the year and then was out the remainder of the year. Um, so who knows if he, if he's even healthy enough? Uh, we hope There's he is. That too, man. That's a big question mark. Didn't he well, also have back issues with the Lakers back in twenty twelve? Yeah, well that that was even before he played a game. I think um, he had the back issue. Yeah, well, he was carrying and the magic then, too much. That's why. <laughs> and then later on, I think he had a torn labrum, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he played through it. At least he tried. But he to wore that t shirt uh, sort of pad, right? Under his yeah, jersey. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think his last game as a Laker, he got booted. Uh, it, was, it was actually in the first round of the playoffs. But yet, yet again, another example of him just not really doing anything for the team. <laughs> They're in the playoffs. Kobe's done. Nash is done. Um, well, Kobe had the torn Achilles. Nash was dealing with the nerve damage from you know from the collision with Lillard that year. Um, and they had like Andrew. 
Andrew Goodlock, starting point guard, Darius Morris oh in the backcourt. Yeah, it was just Pau bad. Gasol. It was Pau, all Pau, Pau and Dwight played well. I mean, as well as they could for the Spurs series, but yeah, that was a four-zero sweep, no contest. Yeah, it was. You know, it was just bad. So, all sorts of bad. So the the Lakers having uh, Dwight on a non-guaranteed deal means that they can cut him before the January seventh deadline. Uh, well, that it costing them anything. Um, that's important to note because they have a long time to test this out and see if it'll work. January seventh, two and a half, three months in. So, yeah, they got a good, uh, easy schedule to, to start the season too. So that's a perfect, you know, time. That perfect for Dwight. Mix up the, yeah, perfect for Dwight. Mix up the rotations. I mean, the, the real question now is whether do you still start Javale and have Dwight come off the bench. Or if Dwight shows something in training camp preseason, do you switch it off? I mean, who knows where they where they go with that? Yeah, it's an interesting point there. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure. Um, I feel like you'd want to bring Dwight off the bench to start, but who knows? I would. McGee played well as a starter last year. He wasn't bad. Yeah, he just can't. He's he's not great for a long period of time. I mean, he's twenty minutes. You know, twenty four minutes. Yeah. I think that's about his. I notice he also name. jumps for every single shot attempt or shot fake. So, uh, <laughs> seven footer with long arms. Literally arm, everyone, he's just up in the air trying to destroy that thing. Yeah. Um, you know what though, Javale? I give Javale a lot of credit though, because when he was healthy and like kind of hitting his stride, he was playing really, really well. Um, I know it was for a short period of time, but they were saying, you know, like candidate for defensive player of the year. Um, and and he was making believers out of people, but then that pneumonia hit him and just kind of rocked him for the rest of the season. So. Yeah, that was. I'm glad they brought him back though. I think I think it was I think it was a good idea. Yeah, I think so as well. Didn't I don't know if they had too many options there either, but um, yeah, it worked out for them. Uh, this actually brings the roster up to 15 players too. So uh, the Lakers are pretty much done no making moves need. for the foreseeable future. Well, and then if you think, well, I mean, Kaziggy was, he's Memphis, right? Yeah. So I wonder if they had a discussion with them before this happened. Be like, what are you guys doing, with Iggy? Are you going to buy him out? Are you still, you know, adamant about trading? I'm sure him? that was included. Maybe yeah, I'm that, sure that was, was included. Maybe they were like, okay, there's no chance we're getting this guy. So let's just, let's just get Dwight. See what, see what That's happens. That's true. That's a good point. Didn't think about it that way. Um, yeah. Interesting. So that opens the door for your for for the Clips. The Clippers have really? one more one more signing to make, and I don't I don't know if they're going to make anything right now. I don't, I think they're content with where they are. I think they want to go through training camp and see what they're what they're lacking in, what they're really strong in, and uh, and just go from there. Um, yeah, Montrezl has been putting in a lot of work, especially at center. Uh, probably small ball five. If it's Zubats, hopefully he can get better, healthy. He was dealing with some hand injury last year, so. Um, was that his shooting hand? I believe so. Yeah, he was he was having trouble catching and and finishing around the rim because he had uh, some hand injury, palm injury, whatever it was. So um, yeah. that affected him the rest of the way. So hopefully he's back to one hundred percent and can play eighty two games for them. Maybe a couple more in the playoffs as well. Um, yeah, that's one guy I'd love to follow for the rest of his career and and see Zubats. how he does. Such a good dude. Good dude, and I love his skill set. I love, I love what he can do. We need to talk about the fact that the Lakers wouldn't have been in this position if they had just kept Zubats because they, they gave him away for a guy they had for like 20 games, and he's gone. Just think how, how much better their position would be right now. 
I mean, I know like Zubach isn't like a total game right, changer, but, he, but he's good, and he can. I think he's only going to get better. Well, how did the Lakers describe what they wanted? A younger, more athletic center. That sounds. Is that what they said? Uh, well, they they said they wanted a younger, more athletic center in the last couple. Like, oh no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Brian Windhorst of ESPN said that he felt Dwight to the Lakers was unlikely because the Lakers were going to target someone younger and more athletic, uh, which prompted a lot of people to go, "Hmm, oh, yeah. if only the Lakers had a young center that was athletic." <laughs> hmm, with a lot of yeah, promise. I don't know. Yeah, that's got too much written all yeah. over it. Oh. and everybody loved him too. All the the people Still within do. the team and. Yeah, I just I don't I I really don't understand the logic there. I know they didn't want to. They're worried about the cap space and all that, and and, and he probably wanted to get paid, and and he did get paid. Yeah, How much seven did he million get paid? a year? What, uh, I believe it was three years. Yeah, not bad, not bad for a guy that's only going to get better. Yeah, he's uh, not bad. Oh, sorry, it was a four year deal worth twenty eight million. So yeah, uh, but the last year's a player oh, option. That's cake. So. Still, that's that's great. That's a great deal for a guy that's who's twenty two years old. Yeah. Wow. He's he's Indeed. he feels like a bit of a and not not to stretch this, but remember how it felt like forever for Giannis to age, and Giannis is still only what twenty four, twenty five. This feels like Zubats. It feels like Zubats has been in the league for what four or five years already, and he's only twenty two. Well, he's been there for three years now, but he's only twenty two years old. That's um. Well, that's kind of kind of the way it was with Anthony Davis too, right? Like. Um, he came in super early. And he's only yeah, AD, you knew he had star power potential right away from Kentucky. But like Giannis, Giannis yeah. people were like, oh, he has the potential, but we don't really know if it'll, if it'll happen. He's kind of skinny. Kind of yeah, skinny. We don't know right. what he is, but let's take a, a gamble on him and go. And the first couple of years, he was okay. He wasn't amazing. Um, and I wonder if Zubats could be, again, this is a stretch. I'm not saying he's the next Giannis or anything, but if he could be – if you could have a, a Giannis style growth where he just starts to develop and and dominate the court, um, like a guy his size and and with as much challenge as he has should be, I think his ceiling is um, Mark or Pau Gasol. Then those are all stars. Those are multiple time all stars. Yeah, NBA I champions. Know, that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying Giannis is like that. You're no, 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 no. He's reach. no. I'm talking about growth style. He grows. In that sense, you know what I mean? But no, Giannis is generational. No, he's not close yeah, to that. There's, there's no other player like that guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they got a good one there. I think uh, I think he'll do well, as long as he's given the opportunities. Yeah, well, I think that wraps it up for our uh, emergency pod episode. Uh, depressing. Depressing. Depressing for Ryan um, and all yeah. of Laker Nation today. I've seen... Hey, I'll try to be optimistic. I will try I've to seen be some Lakers buy into it. They're like, you know what, Dwight's this. One of my friends oh, was like, yeah. you know what, Redemption Tour, let's do this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Sometimes it doesn't take much to convince fans. One of my friends actually, I have to cross him from that shirt I have now. So, <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Uh, fans yeah. are that, fun. That, that wraps it up for our Battle for LA podcast, though. The emergency episode, uh, part of the Clutch Points Network. You can follow Ryan Ward on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Ryan Ward LA uh, for you Clipper fans out there who tuned into this with not much Clipper stuff until the end uh, you can follow me at Tomer Zarly that's T-O-M-E-R-A-Z-A-R-L-Y on Twitter and Instagram uh, and as always subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play uh, leave us reviews positive reviews please 
Uh, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, uh, <laughs> suggestions, hate speech, actually keep the hate speech out of it. I don't want to hear it. Um, any of those, shoot it to us on Twitter and Instagram. We'd love to hear it. Hey, man, yeah, Laker fans are ruthless. I'll tell you, man. Laker fans are ruthless, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I know that. It's love, <laughs> yeah. love or hate. Uh, yeah, that wraps it up. So, hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Later. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.